tell our stories our way and uh we're gonna have a good time let me see something hold on for a minute i got some echo stuff going on let me see check one two all right so here we are so you're on the bobby Eaton show where we tell hey sherry what's going on hey bobby how you doing what's happening with you lady oh i'm back home back home you just got back from a birthday celebration down in the country in the country How was it? It was nice. It was nice. We were celebrating my mom's 80th birthday. 80 years old. Yes. yes. Wow. Yes. What a blessing to have a mom reach her Absolutely. 80th birthday. Absolutely. That's great. What did you guys do down there? Just eat, laugh, and talk. Eat, laugh, and talk? <laughs> and the kids played. Really? And, yeah. So uh-huh. it wasn't, you know, and we talked about our history, our family history, you know, our lineage and whatnot, our yeah. grandparents, great-grandparents. Yeah, because yep. a lot of a lot of our family members really did not know. They didn't know anything about it. Well, they they know who their grandmother and grandfather you knew that kind of thing. But as far as the greats and where they came from, or the great greats and where they came from, a lot of them really. I mean, even my my mm-hmm. mom was missing information, and my okay. my uncle okay. was missing information. So, you know, it's just one of those. Things and I just did some research. That's been good. It's research. always good to get together with your uh, family and talk about your lineage mm-hmm. and where you come from and right. grandma this and great grandma that. Right. And, you know, kind of share that type of information. Right. We don't do enough of that. And see, like you're, you're Bobby Eaton, so mm-hmm. that's been that's your family name. It's, mm-hmm. it's not hard to mess up Eaton. Okay. Well, it's not a lot of eating, but, period. But that was that was one of the things that came up in the conversation, like names, last mm-hmm. names, surnames, mm-hmm. and how surnames may change from a certain name, especially during that time frame mm-hmm. when they were, you know, doing census work and they were documenting, and your name may be spelt a certain way, like Broken Bow, mm-hmm. and for. For us, we all want to say it's African-Americans and Native Americans, like mm-hmm. Broken Bow, or we want to get fancy and say bow, Broken Bow. And when the census taker is writing down your name, who was probably a European, her Broken Burr, because, sure. di- because of the dialect. So the name changes, and you're like, y'all don't understand the struggle it is. It's really hard when you don't have the correct spelling, and then not only that, when you have variations within the family and then there was you know different conversations well no that's not even supposed to be the name it's supposed to be this and when you ask why oh they they killed a white woman and that's the second time i've heard somebody in two different families tell really? about, you know the the last name was changed because you know they killed a white woman and i'm like mm, i'm beginning to think that's suspect 
that's not necessarily mm-hmm. so. But, you know, family stories are, you know, passed down from generation to generation. Sometimes it changes. Some, you know, we pick up things or, oh, we have, you know, we're Native American, we Indian, we got this Indian. And you're like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. People, people like to claim, but, you know. They like to claim, for sure. We will will take on anybody's, you know, like, are you sure about that? Why do we do that? We don't self-hate. That's what it is, self-hate. You know, we got a a lot of that going on in our community that we need to just change. I'm sick of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so tired of this self-hate and this division between black males and black females. We got a strong division right there. You know, and we got to do something about it, you know, and um, there's a difference between uh, alpha males and beta males, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. so we got a lot of kind of beta male brothers trying to come up. But I understand why, because of single parent female households, you know, so they don't have that man in their life, you know, to show them exactly some of the men. What a man is supposed to do. supposed to do. And it's hard. Some ladies do fine. Some single mothers, I'm going to give credit hats, go off. And, you know, I know a few that have right. done fine with their sons. Right. But, you know, it, normally if a African-American male, young young man, if he don't have a grandpa or uncle or, right. you know, brother, you know, or something in his life, and um, he's just there with moms and her mother and her, you know, auntie, auntie and grandma, and grandma right. and he comes up that way. Right. Well, not only, it goes both ways. You can have a father in the home, mm-hmm. and I've seen it myself. You, you, you'll have a father in the home, but the mother is so, can, can be so dominant and domineering mm-hmm. that the son doesn't respect the father. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, the father may feel some kind of way because the son won't listen to him. And then down the line, it's like, your son, the son's not listening, and as a result, well, you have to get listening. in that son's life early. Well, no, this is yeah. you and the son, you in there, you there from day one. You have you know, never, you've been in. The well, kitchen. it depends. It depends on the relationship between the father and the child from day one. You know, because but if you have a mother that's always in the way, right, mm-hmm. right, the, that can, yeah, right, won't won't that, let won't let him discipline him the right exactly. way, exactly, and won't, and every exactly. time he's he gets in trouble. He runs to mama, right. and mama defends him, Whatever. and, right. and disagrees exactly. with her. Don't exactly. hit my baby, right? You know that's right. that kind of right. stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, he's gonna come true. up that way, and she yeah. will regret it. Yeah. When things start happening, and you know he starts yeah. getting in trouble, and right. you know going down to David L. Moss yeah. and well, stuff like that. We don't want We don't want to. But hey, if you don't let a if you don't let a father discipline his own blood son mm-hmm. the right way. Now, I'm not saying right. that all fathers going to put in good stuff inside their kids. Right. You know, because some of them don't, you know, because they don't know how it wasn't put into them. Or whatever, they, like it's generational. It's generational. The misogynistic behavior mm-hmm. and the machoism and that right. kind of thing. And not, you know, some men will tell kids, not to, don't, you don't have to listen to her. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to true. listen to your wife, or right, right. you know, just play, or, just or act like you listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. or act like you listen and do what what you want to do anyway. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy. It's a crazy situation because I've talked to a lot of parents, um, you know, about their children and stuff, and they've told me some things, and I'm like, wow, you allowed that to happen in your home? 
you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with being educated mm-hmm. and knowledgeable because when a child is born, they don't come with an instruction manual. No. Not at all. So all you can do is raise them for what you know and how you've known, you know. Right. I mean, some single parent moms don't know how to even feed a child when it's born. Right. So they got to learn how. how to do some that. guys don't even know how to hold a child. Right. You know, properly. So they right. have to be taught how to do that. And so we have to be taught to do so many things, you know. And then there's always can be some turmoil in the household. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some kids grow up seeing their parents in an abusive relationship. Right, and that becomes your norm. And that's just norm to see mom and dad fighting all the time. And so and then beating when down. you go get in a relationship with that's somebody, what you, do. you expect, you're not fighting, we ain't cussing each other out. Right, that's, exactly. Wait, I slap you and you think mm-hmm. it's so? I slap you. This is the one. It's like, I, if you've seen a, if you've seen abuse in front of you on a regular basis, that becomes your norm. Exactly. So when you get angry or something happens, you're quick to hit. And the person that you're with, that's not their norm. That's mm-hmm. that's traumatic in such a way like, look, I can't function like that. I will not function like that. I will not be in that situation. Mm-hmm. But because of abuse and especially, you know, for a lot of people, you're abused and you get accustomed to that or you feel like you it becomes a normal in that and that becomes your norm and it's hard to get out of it. to break it because right. it's in you right you right. know and i you, know i know sometimes i can get angry and upset and stuff like that and then after the fact i realize wow that's something that's been in me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh i was taught that that behavior mm-hmm learned behavior. It's learned behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And taught, you know. And we sometimes um, we can get in situations where uh the the mother and the father break up and the mama will talk real bad about the, the right. dad. Right. And so the kids will grow up thinking that and way. be conditioned that way. Mm-hmm. You know. Or yeah. vice versa. Right. And it's know? not and it's not true at all. It's not true at all. And then and then they if you have a child with a brain, I can't even say with a brain. Say with they, a brain. they have a brain. <laughs> but a lot of times, kids figure that out on their own. You mm-hmm. really don't have to tell them. So in some cases, you know, they, people will talk negative against a, you know, father, mother, spouse, ex-spouse, or whatever. And then the child will eventually find out on their own that that's not necessarily Well, you know, once you age and you yeah, become when you're older, free, more mature. of a free thinker. Right. On exactly. your own, you'll exactly. say, you'll say to yourself, "Wow, man! All that what she was saying or he was saying is not true at all. You know, uh, uh-uh, this is not right. You know, they're not the same person." And then you can also see see it from a standpoint of, "Wow, what she was telling me was true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, he is like that. She exactly. is like that." Exactly. You know, so wow, that's exactly what they were right. saying. Right, and it's and sometimes you, mm-hmm. it's like will not say anything negative about them at all. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's never the best talk thing negative to do. about never talk them. Negative. And then you come and you come to the realization, like, geez, Louise, I didn't. I mean, on your own, so it's almost like mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be just as bad when you find out on your own. No one ever told right. you. Right, nobody so. told me this. What? So. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I didn't know it was that way. But yeah, I, yeah. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Right? So. That happens so much here, you know, in families and stuff, especially the African American black family, because there's a lot of um, 
oppression and depression yeah in the family and we don't know how to to get with things that make us feel good right so the feel good situation becomes sometimes alcohol drugs sex and things like that that's the feel good part of it yeah self almost like self-medicating or self-soothing habits Mm -hmm. things that make you happy and those all falling together yeah and we got to come to grips with some of that stuff Mm -hmm. you know and realize that uh Okay, I'm sick, and admit that you're sick. You know I, what I mean? I, I admit, a lot of us admit, don't want to admit. We admit, don't want to admit that that we got issues and something is is not correct. Right. All and right. we'll we'll say, uh-uh, we'll blame always blame, blame the other body, blame somebody else, always, blame yeah. somebody rather than right. look. Take you know how when you point that finger, you got free. you got to take that finger and, and turn it to yourself free and realize that you've you. done some wrong stuff too. Right. And it's not all perfect. And don't want to admit to your wrong. Or well, just admit that, you know, this this is my shortcoming. Mm-hmm. This is a shortcoming that right. I have, you know, and I know what my shortcomings are and exactly. my triggers and knowing your own triggers. Mm-hmm. And when certain things trigger you, how do you react to those yeah. triggers? Yeah. So, we all got triggers now. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I got a trigger, you know, and I can just get mad and, mm-hmm. you know, upset. And I have to catch myself and say, wait, Bobby. Don't get so upset. Look at the situation. Right. And blah, 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 blah. Because if you don't, you'll participate. Right. Right. You'll participate, you know, and it becomes, (laughs) that can become. A full-fledged production. Production. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it is, a full, big production, you know. crazy. So we got to learn how to do that. That's why uh, we talk about, you know, we've talked about mental health. Mm -hmm. And mental health is something that's very serious in our community. It is so serious that we need black cultural professionals to help us deal with this mental health. And it's 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 genetic too. You know, when people when people talk about, and I want to explain it this way. Um, We've always, well, for most of us, we've always been taught um, when a woman is pregnant, it Uh needs to be a stress. Pregnancy. Yeah, she no, no, no stress. No stress. No. But what happens when you're not in that loving relationship with that person? They start internalizing whatever stressful. I don't know what I'm going to do for this baby. I don't know. I didn't want this baby, and the baby is in that environment internally. It feels that. It feels everything that mm-hmm. she goes through. If she's in an abusive relationship. The and baby is abused. The baby is also abused, okay? But it's even worse. Anytime a woman is pregnant, she's pregnant with another, with a female child. There's three generations present. Three generations present right there in that one being. So all of that is being affected by, you know, being abused, being mistreated. You know, the whole, it's, it's that child, that mother that mother's baby and if it's a female that if she has any any eggs in her uterus too in her um ovaries that, that are going to be they're also traumatized so mm-hmm. it's three generations that are present yeah and within people, that female huh? within that female mm-hmm. so and people don't think of it that way they just think right there her and the current baby that she's carrying but not thinking about generations down that baby may have babies mm-hmm. So that's three generations present. 
because they, they don't come like drop. And that's through the pregnancy, right? That's, this is biology. This mm-hmm. is through the pregnancy, yeah. So that trauma is there. It's it there. is. So, and, you know, a lot of the stuff that people are talking, oh, slave, that's, that's a lie. That's a, it's not passed on from generation, and they can't, yes. And the, you know what really brought it home for me? I was watching uh, PBS and Henry Louis Gates. Mm-hmm. He does yeah, right, right, yeah. Okay, he did LL Cool J mm-hmm. and his mother. His mother was it's his mom, but who they thought were their parents were not. You know, she was raised, but she was actually adopted. And they went on the search and found her real biological dad, grandfather. Oh, that's they did, her, huh? Yeah, her old lineage, okay? And you know how the song that he had, Mama Say Knock You Out? Right. So she was an avid, they, her and LL Cool J are avid boxing fans. They love boxing. So they did the research. They found her grandfa- great-grandfather grand- and her father. Mm-hmm. The great-grandfather was a coach, a boxing coach. He, bo- you know, he raised his, had several sons that were boxers. Her dad was a boxer, too. Never knew this man, but those that connection it was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You you have you you did not know that that person, you know, was in boxing. You didn't even know that you had no idea, right? But you were an avid boxing fan too. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean by just situation. You, you can call a situation. You can you know, oh, it's just a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. That is not a coincidence. It was there genetically, there, yeah. that imprinted on you. You know, and I, I look at uh, in our community and around. Uh, there's so many dysfunctional families. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, there's so many families that have that are separated. They're not speaking to each other. They're mm-hmm. not talking. They're not communicating. Brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, and that's going on in the community. And I'm saying, wow. How have we gotten so far away from uniting and just family? You just come from a family uh, yeah. built for your mother. Right. That's rare that takes things like that take place in our communities, in our places, you know, wh- where we live. So I'm just like, how can we get back to loving one another as family? Because the family structure is distorted and dysfunctional. And hate, a lot of hate is going on, a lot of slave mentality type thinking is starting to take place. And everybody's becoming selfish within their own self. It's all about me, 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 not we, 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 we. And I'm trying to figure out how can we start getting on that train to rebuilding the family structure? What do you think about that? We are now in, we live in a, we live in an environment where it's, individualized it's all about me we we've we've done everything our as a society to discredit families and breaking families apart and it started you know as far as slavery you know babies were sold for mamas mamas were sold down the line um when she did make a baby with somebody when she did make a baby with somebody it was sort of like oh I can't even love this child because because I can't even love this child because I know they're going to take away from me. 
or him away from me. Or even if I got married, you know, that kind of thing, my husband might be sold down the, you know, down to the next plantation because, you know, why should I, why, why? Because they're going to, he can be easily taken away from me. Right. So I'm just like crazy to turn his phone off. So that has a huge impact. So you do that from generation to, so this is, after slavery, if people would leave the plantation, go looking for their babies and daddies and mom and in search of in search, in of, their search family. of their family. Right. That so family was important to us, but we weren't able to find our family. But then when we were given the opportunity to start building family again, we were family oriented. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we how, were. That's how we were. But as we moved to like from the fifties to the sixties, that's when during the sixties is when it started to break down and it had a well, lot. Well, it started to break down when they started destroying our leaders because we were pretty much so going in the right direction so until in the it, 60s. Huh, in the 60s. <laughs> so, yeah, in yeah. the 60s. We, I mean, we yeah. had Martin, we had Malcolm, right. Panthers, SCLC, right. NAACP. But and, but they broke it down. The system broke that down. Because you don't, if you have a strong black man leading, that is a threat. That has always it's, been a it's threat. It's always been one. And strong black men. Educated black men. Yeah. Educated with a mm-hmm. strong black man from even you, even your most quote unquote hood guy. If he's strong and solid, he's a threat. To white society. To, exactly. And to, sometimes to us because we don't want to listen to anybody. But, uh, well, what is it to break up and the divide now? Because what I'm seeing is an influx of black females rising to the top and black men are like almost taking a back seat and there's a reason for that happening no it's happening it's happening you know i talk to brothers all the time and i talk to ladies all the time and it seems as though uh a lot of the black african-american women are career-minded and they want to go they're going back to school they're getting two and three jobs and they're going alone by themselves. And a lot of the guys seem like uh, are becoming more beta males. And you, very few of them are stepping up and being responsible for themselves, let alone a taking family. care of family. Well, you that's know? economics. And that- well, I think that's systematically designed also to be that way, you know, because even back in, okay, back in slave time, Master Westmeyer would always call on uh, the grandmother or the the mother Mm -hmm. to, if he wanted something done, he would convey with her, talk to her. Well, look here, look here, Miss Kizzy. Go tell you tell John and Willie them I want this done, and he would go through her, use her as a tool to go to, so she could give that information to them. Well, Mister Westmeyer say, hey, you gotta. You got you guys got to do this and got to do that. You know what I mean? And you would always use her back no, in those days. Time. They had the they had the um overseer the, the well know, the overseer they, they, the they overseer would break it down. He would he would he would or he, he would he would crack the whip and the guns yeah. and stuff like that. But he would also talk to Miss Kizzy and stuff as well. Yeah, you know. So because he knew that the male was going to be resistant to a lot of stuff. So they would almost like giving him a warning, you know, this is what you got to do. You know, if you study some of that 
slavery and that history back then, you can see, okay, well, I can see why things are kind of like they are today. I think it goes even deeper than that, but the, but I'm going to comment to that, then I'm going to go back, okay? Again, the strongest male in the group a lot of times was humiliated, defiled, in oh, the worst sure. way. So when you make an example out of the strongest person in the group, and black women are guilty of this, it's sort of like, I got to protect the one behind me, and I'm going to do everything I can to protect, to protect him. him. Even if it means saying, oh, he's not that smart. Well, yeah, he yeah, he looked like he might be able to do it, but no, 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 no. And that's almost because a lot of women do that with their sons because it's just automatic protective mode. Not meaning any harm against him. But some of them don't realize the harm that they are inflicting on their exactly. son. Because exactly. Because they, they just don't they know. They don't know. And you they don't have no idea. They have... don't have no idea. If you let if you let uh, uh, DeMario lay up in the bed all day and sleep, you're not helping him. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about well, that type of in, in, in public situations. Well, we know. Saying, yeah, we right, know. Right. We, we all know. We if he laying up in the bed, all well, day, I mean, some no some some allow that type of behavior right, to happen. Right, right. If you let him play on the games and the playstations right, all day right, and all night, right. that's not helping your child. No, it's not. You know, and some no, some I think mothers use the playstations and Xbox as a as pacifier, a pacifier right, or a babysitter right, right, for their children, right, right? Because they know that boy, he gonna get in there and play Madden, all you know, day all long, day long, and, 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 do and tour duty and all that. Don't he's gonna do and don't do anything but right. sit in there and play that. Right. And he's he's not physically active. Nope. He's not learning how nope. to do chores and do things not at all. and get out and you know you won't make him go wash your car. You just take your car to the car wash. Mm-hmm. You know you won't make him cut the grass. You know, or anything right. like that. Pay somebody to. Pay yeah, somebody you pay somebody to do it. To do it. Yeah. So therefore, a lot of his duties and responsibilities, he don't have any. Right. You know, right. he don't even have to make his bed up. And you, you know? know what? That I'm I'm gonna kind of defer with that because sometimes you teach a child something and you send them someplace else like to school and their peers are doing something. They, oh, no, I don't do that. My mama don't talk to me that way. That right. And that gets into your child's ear and your child comes back to your house and it's like, okay, now we got to call the police because I'm about to bust you upside down. Yeah, I'm going to bust you we down. Don't get down like that. Yeah, but just because so, they don't do that over right, there right, don't mean that, right. hey, we, gonna, we do this and, over and, here. But, but, Bobby, this is a thing. In our schools, our kids are taught a thing. It's just like, I'm like, do you? I had a situation. I'm talking to my son, and he's talking to like um one of these people at Tulsa Youth Services. This okay. Stuff, this chick, <laughs> she I ignored me talking to her and talked to my son as if I wasn't even there. I wanted to. Don't punch you her hate that? But I'm like, you don't. You don't. She overlooked you, she huh? Overlooked and me, talked directly to him. Talked to him, and I'm like. He ain't paying no bills. But they are taught that you have rights. You can do this. Your your parents can't do this to you. They shouldn't be able. Oh no! I'm like that's why we need black counselors who are culturally connected to the culture, right. who can talk to us. They're, they're out there, but these certain some some of these you're like, what the heck have we gotten ourselves into? So you got to go back and like you know, all my life I got stuff I so you and your child are bumping heads. Because of some stuff he's learned outside of the home. That's true. And and that's a struggle. You know, you mm-hmm. know you know what you need to do and they know what they need to do. But 
it's Are they going like, to do it? Like, sometimes they'll do it to appease you. Like, if I don't do it, she's going to scream and shout and act a fool all night. You know, That depends be... on the parent. Yeah, it depends on the parent. And right. how strong the parent right. is. And, you exactly. Know, some parents break down and say, well, ah, he can go ahead. And I ain't going to do it. And they don't stick to their guns. But they're doing their child a disservice when right. you, when they do that. Right. They, right. They, they just, I mean, it's. You know, why do it? Right. But you know? but again, like I say before, our kids are I our kids are being programmed when when they leave the house going to school, depending on the school and the school environment. Right. Your kids are being conditioned in such a way that we never even thought about. Right. You know, so when we were in school everybody knew everybody. You knew everybody well, in your school. The, you spoke to everybody. The community Even, knew you. Right. The community but the community knew you and the school. And everybody everybody in school knew you. Everybody it everybody knew everybody. It wasn't like, okay, I live on I live on Denver. I'm only gonna talk to people on my street. That kinda that's it. I don't never was like that. At least when I was to, coming we up for spoke sure. To every I knew people from my side of town all, all the way over, all new neighborhoods all the way to McLean district all the way over so we knew everybody you know and when I especially when I came up and when, we talked to each other I knew people at Carver right. people who went to Dunbar right. and I went to Bunch and I went to Anderson right you know but right. I, we all knew everybody each other. knew everybody. we knew their parents right. we knew everything right. we right. went to each other's neighborhoods right and hung out and it was now they do not kids I'll ask my son do you know no what, what, why, do, why would I know them? Because you go to school with them. That's how you should know them. You don't know them. They and do don't, not and don't even care to know mm-hmm. them. Don't even social. Yeah. They have a, they pick, and this is what I, like at Booker T. Oh, they'll find their group. They'll acquiesce to each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? So you have a certain group of people, kids here, another group here, another group here, and they'll see each other. Like, eh. and, and some of them don't even do that. Don't even talk to each other. They're true. They don't. And, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is real different, real different." Because even if, even if someone lived in another zip code neighborhood or whatever, we still knew each other. We were still cordial. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you were a complete stranger to me. And we're in this building eight hours a day, mm-hmm. and no, so it was. It's, I was just like, "Wow, this is insane. This is absolutely insane." They do not know each other. And, you know, it's so sad because our neighborhoods don't know each other. Mm-mm. And, you know, you don't even know the neighbor for the most part. You don't even know the neighbor next door to you or the neighbor across the street from you. Some people do. Some people don't. And I think the majority don't. Right. You know, the majority just don't know who they are. Someone could break in your house mm-hmm. and you could go next door and ask your neighbor who you don't know. Did you see anything in your no, neighborhood? And, oh, I didn't see anything. And the neighbor could have seen everything. Right. You know, right. I won't tell you. Won't oh, tell I didn't see anything. Right. right. And that's where the breakdown is, right. you know, that community support and right. stuff like that. Yeah, I, that happened to me. I'd been in my neighborhood. I moved out north, and I'd been out there like maybe maybe three or four months. No, maybe. No, 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 no. That happened in April. So I moved in the house in October or something. So mm-hmm. it happened. If someone broke in the house and stole my TV, big 50-inch screen TV. Oh, they stole yeah, your television. So, you know, just the just the lot of stuff. You know, the, the ugh, people, okay, mm-hmm. going and steal your electronics. And they got a name. <laughs> they steal electronics and computers, you know. Oh, yeah, like I that. already know. I was like, oh. 
So I went knocking on door, 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 door. No in your one, neighborhood. In my neighborhood. And no one saw anything. But this one neighbor always had traffic, always had traffic coming in and out. So I'm like, okay, I slipped up. We didn't tie this up. But from that day on, I know everybody on my street. I know, you know everybody. Them now. Everybody, but I I knew them. But I'm like I know you didn't everybody. know them now like you know now. I would speak. It to, took that to happen, huh? Right, right. But I mean, everybody on my street, even when the renters move in, I'm like, hey, how you doing? And like something pops up, you know, I'm you I'm jacking out the window. Yes, on you're the, watching like, everything. What, huh? Right. So it's just like. I know people and they know me, but when I go to a, the next block over, I may not necessarily know those. The people. person directly in they, back of you. And no, stuff. no, 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 no. Like around the corner. Around something. the corner. Yeah, I'll see them and they and see because I know the people on my street, on my little street, and you know, two doors up over on the other side, that kind of thing. I know them, but when you drive around the corner, you may not necessarily know those people. They see you and they know you by your car. But they don't know you because they're not out in the neighborhood. They just stand at one little spot, you know. Exactly. So yeah, it's a challenge. It is a challenge trying to build neighborhoods and, and like you say, and with relationships families. in neighborhoods. Right, right. You know, and that's right. what the challenge trust. is. Trust is scary. Boy, it is very scary. Because people do not trust each other. They don't at all. Oh, like, well, they're they don't steal something from it. They're gonna take something from it. But, but you they can, won't. you can bet. In those communities, like out at here in Tulsa, out at Utica Square, and all that, I bet they know each other. Well, they, I bet you they maybe, know. They, but see, the thing about them is, it don't matter matter whether you break in their house or not. They got the insurances and right. they got the things to take care of any kind of loss. Right. Anything right. happens, so it's no big deal. Some of those houses. Those people are sitting up in those rooms with their curtains open right. and reading a book, you right. know, and you just pass by there. Like house. a fishbowl. Like a fishbowl. Right. They, they, they don't feel yeah, all right, that, right. that sort of thing right. in their community. Right. So you know, you're right. It's a whole. I've different. done it before, going look, going to visit someone. Uh-huh. And I'm, oh, man, dang, it's t- 9 o'clock at night, and he's just sitting up there like, Hey, mm-hmm. it's broad with, daylight. With, windows with all the open. Windows open and everything. Chill. Yeah, right. On chill. chill. Reading a book. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Oh. I, I used to do it on the high rise. I did that all the time in the high rise. But when I'm down by the street, yeah. windows closed. Yeah, well, we're used to doing that. Yeah. Shutting yeah. the blinds, closing the doors, locking the doors up, pulling yeah. the windows down. Right. And everything like everything that. Getting up. Getting secure. Mm-hmm. More and more security systems are being implemented. Right. More burglar bars are being right. put on homes, right. and so we lock ourselves in and by, isolate ourselves. We and isolate, that, and that's that's like you said, the whole thing. When you break down and isolate, and it's just a me. I just need to take care of me and everybody else. All of y'all figure it out on your own. That's true. Got to figure it out, don't you? Yeah, that's and that's the thing. That's 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 the thing. That's where you get the um, community of I. That's true. Just I, I, I. I, 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 huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show with co-host Sherry Lasky, and we're going to be right back, so stick around, okay? That's a, that's a, that's a. <laughs> 
Dial 646-716-5525. Again, 646-716-5525. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way.
York Star Crime Investigation years of experience to ensure your security and investigation needs are met. Our officers are CLEAT and state certified. If you're seeking employment, stop by our website at www.northstarsecurityandpi.com. For details on quotes and employment opportunities, call today at 918 918- Two four eight six five nine two. That's nine one eight two four eight six five nine two. North Star Security and Private Investigation. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait a minute, y'all. Hey, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And me and Sherry Lasky are often here. Dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press the one button. We uh, want you to call in. This is open mic night. You know, so we're just talking about a variety of different things. So if you have something you'd like to talk about, call in number. Once again, the number is 646 646- Seven one six five five two five. We've been talking about families and relationships and things like that. How can we, Sherry? What do you think we can do to rebuild that trust and that integrity and that honesty within our relationship? Because everybody's not uh, having a bad relationship. No. You know, there's some people out here that are still loving each other and caring right. for each other, right. been together for years. But I'm seeing a, such a great divide. Right now, when it comes to some of our younger couples, I'm seeing um, the homosexual rate go up, you know, I mean, greatly. And people, men with men, women with women, and Mm -hmm. they're marrying each other, and it's Mm -hmm. free sex for all, and things like that. And I'm just trying to figure out how can we bridge that gap between black males and black females. What do you think are some of the ways we can get there? Okay, I wanted to go back to that. Um, I didn't get to finish up my... Oh, I'll finish up. But when, as it relates to black women and how we're competing, black men and black women and how we're competing against each other, and it goes, it goes all the way back to where we came from because we weren't always in a patriarchal society. It was matriarch, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was a... It was an even, you respect, women were, women were respected on a, a whole totally different level than what we are experiencing now, this present time. It was, you know, it's hard to explain, but women were revered. It, it, they weren't, they weren't treated as though second class citizens and that kind of thing. When you talk about African ancestral and, you know, that where all religion comes from. Now, someone can explain it in that term where something happened and from that incident, women and men have been, black women and black women, black men and black women have been bumping heads ever since. We bumping heads strong and nowadays. Still, and yeah, and now, it's and, strong. and now it's sort of like it has to be a return to like women women are no longer in the you have matriarch society and you have patriarch society we're patriarch now 
right? That's what we're dealing with. But it, initially, it wasn't that way. Women were more reserved. Do you think women are feeling like, I don't really need a man so I can survive without one? And so, therefore, uh, I can see and date who I want to see and date? I I used to feel that way. I'm going to be honest with you. I used to feel that way early on, especially when I was, you know, college age, coming out of college, that kind of thing, because it was all about competing Mm -hmm. and making sure you had your degree. I I can make my own money. I don't necessarily need you for that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I have to be honest with you and truthful. That was my mindset. I don't need you. But as I got older and start understanding what relationships mm-hmm. were about, because, you know. Do you think we are designed not to need, need no, one another? No, 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 no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I will say this, okay. When black women go to college and get there, it's about, it's about providing for self because you don't, you don't have someone to fall back on. So you only, you have to fall back on yourself. You, we're, we're we're taught not to depend on a man growing up. You you need to be responsible for you. You need to be able to take care of yourself. You don't need to be dependent upon a man. And these are some of the things that we teach. That's this is what we were taught. Even even with a with a husband and a wife in the house, whatever, being taught you don't want to be you don't want to be dependent upon him. You need to make sure you're able to handle your own when you need to handle your own. Yeah, so, I guess a lot has changed since the what I call the old, olden days, well, where men went out and worked and did all the stuff, and the right. women stayed in the house, right. cooked clean and barefoot and pregnant. Right. You know, so we live in a different day and a different time. Right. Right. You know, and I realize that. You know, yeah. I just want to. I'm trying to figure out where was where, where the actual breakdown in that family structure. What made people decided that we don't need each other as a male and a female. You know, so I'm trying to figure out that breakdown, you know, because it's broken down. It's, it's definitely broken you know, down. I don't you go, can choose who you want to choose. I don't you go don't, to any, too many, I don't even hear about people getting married anymore. You yeah, know, I'm pretty sure there are still a yeah. few weddings going yeah. on. But when I was coming up, it was a whole bunch it's of weddings. a whole bunch of weddings, but and now, now it's a whole lot of divorces. A lot of divorces, yeah. a lot of people separated, yeah. a lot of the, just, you it, just. It's just me, I think, I have some friends. And I mean, they say they go through their ups and downs, like with any relationship. Oh, for sure. They've You're been have married, that. you know, for for black people my age to be married twenty, thirty some odd years is a miracle. People say it's a miracle. I think but, to be married five years in this day and time is a but miracle. But they, but people, and but that's the thing. They want you to believe that you don't have people out here in long term relationships. And I mean, I'm not talking about yeah, we together and he gets. Or she gets to do whatever she want to do. Not not an open relationship, but a relationship where you're honest with each other. You're committed to this person that you're married to from through thick and thin. That's who I'm going. I'm, you're my ride or die. Period. I'm not going to step out on you. You're not going to step out on me. We're not going to have these entanglements that Jada talked about. That kind of thing. But you don't find. I mean. You have people like that, but those aren't the ones that we put on a pedestal. You know, we never talk about this. So we have we have people that we have a lot of black folks that have been in long term relationships. Yeah, I know a few myself who've yeah, been long term. So, but it seems like they're the older ones. 
You know, I'm talking about my age, Bobby. I well, got you don't want it older. You don't want it older ones. You know what I mean? I guess I'm older. I'm saying, to the other I'm saying, side now. but I mean, but, you know, I'm just saying those people who are say like getting married at 25 and by 30 or 35 they're divorced. You know, yeah, they know put 10 people. years yeah. in and it's over with. You know, we're we're that senior generation of people. You know, I and, can't and, even and, say that, Bobby, because I got I know you know Tierra Estes. Well, yeah, then that's, yeah. A, that's, a, that's an exception. But you know what? You know, they had, the, the reason why I'm using them as an example, they had googly eyes for each other at Carver Middle School. Well, I know some of those, too. I know some and of those. They are, I mean, it's just like that. I, I know some that were at Booger T and had googly eyes and still together right there. And today. that's right. But that, exactly. is, that is the minority. But they, that they is, my that, that is the minority. They are the minority, but they, it, they, it they, can they, be they, done. They are so, it can be done. It can be done. But they are the exception and the minorities of those couples who have stayed together. Yeah. It can be done. Right. It, it can not, be it's done. It's not impossible. It can be But done. I'm like, wow, I see more separation and stuff today. Than I did when I was coming up back in the yeah, 60s and because, 70s. Well, not only that, Everybody stayed together. How long have you been together with your wife? Uh, 25 years. How long have you been together? We've been together 40. How long have you been together? 35. How long, Now, today, it's like, how long have you guys been together? We've been together two and a half years. What? You know, okay, I'm Bobby, like, I was married like, for four why? months, and I was like, I made the biggest mistake of my life. You say you was married for four, four months? months. Yeah. Four months. I was like, this right here. Yeah, like so, here, four months. Four months. Four yeah. months. And it so guess and who it, just came in here? Ah, oh, look oh, here. Angela, Chambers, see, and Tim. Hey, see, that's another good couple. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're talking about couples, and y'all just you know, walk right on You guys want to join us? Come and join us right quick for a couple of minutes, you know. And this is some of my favorite couples right here. Yeah, you see, know talking about mean? couples. They don't want to Right, right, here. right, right. They can help us you know, get in. Maybe on the lawn more cutting grass. Something like that. You know, and, uh, y'all grab a microphone, grab some headphones, and let's have a little conversation. This is open mic night here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. And boy, look a here, look a here. Some of my favorite peeps up in here. How you guys doing? Doing all right. You doing all right? We're good. I, you know what? I heard they some... still together. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Put that microphone close to you right there, Angela. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Tell the truth. Since 2007. Turn, turn your mic sideways. There you go. 2007, right there. that's 13. 13 years? Yes. What? That's good. People just don't do it like that no more, do they? No. <laughs> what seems to be, keep you guys in a place where you, you you know, you've been able to overcome some of those obstacles of breakups? And I know it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Tell me, you know, we got challenges. So what, what, how are you guys able to do it? But first I would say God, definitely. Um, we have to reassess things. And then when it comes down to it, we have to remember that our commitment was to God. But also our parents, both of our parents have been married for, I think his parents uh, celebrated. Oh, 54 wow. Years. Tim, 54 years? And my parents have been married 53 years. Okay, so I have some good examples so. to go by. Okay, yeah, so y'all so, knew. Wait, yeah. y'all in my, knew. In my oh, household, look, I saw hell break loose several times. Well, I knew. And come back together. Oh, my so God. I <laughs> okay, so you, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah, crazy. So. That's so crazy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What, what, yeah. You, what do you think, Tim? 
what's, what, what's been able to keep you guys together for so long? Just having each other's back. Just wanting to be each other's so lean on. Yeah, we just to lean on one another when we need it. It's just, just yeah. now, now each both, other's comforter. Now both of you guys are hard workers. When yes. I say hard yes. workers, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, you guys are hard workers. They're a team. Y'all are a team. How are you guys able to keep that going on? Because I know you butt heads sometimes, you know, on some different things. <laughs> I know I know that happens sometimes. But how are you able to keep it going? What it comes down to, we, we both know that the we have the same goals. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of uh, a miscommunication, and we have to be able to recognize that. We don't always recognize it from the beginning. It may take a minute. He likes to walk away and cool off, and I don't like that. I want to settle it now. <laughs> you want to get right <laughs> into it, Right huh? now. Okay. Um, so it takes adjust- adjustment on both of the, our parts. Um, and, you know, I guess the, the, you have to want to do it. That's what it comes down to. It. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to do it, you're going to make a decision to do whatever well, you, you guys to do to make it the form- yeah. You figured the formula out, <laughs> what makes it work, you know. Awesome. And you guys are doing so many things in the community, out of the community, whatever. You're just doing a lot of stuff. As a matter of fact, I just noticed, and I saw a post today, Angela, mm-hmm. where you guys got a billboard out there. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it and where it's located and stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, it went up today, and it's the billboard for uh, P&J Publishing, uh, the Black-Owned Business Guide. Mm-hmm. And on that uh, billboard, you'll see the September covers for the Tulsa um, magazine, Tulsa Black-Owned Business Guide. Um, you'll see the Black in Business Guide, mm-hmm. and you'll see the cover of the Tulsa Urban Beauty Guide. And so I'm the editor for the Tulsa Black-Owned Business Guide. Crystal Ifakoya is the editor for the Black and Business Guide. And Chiku Williams is the editor for Tulsa Urban Beauty Guide. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's yeah. great. How many That's businesses awesome. do you guys have? Well, how many businesses do you have together? Is it 10? Y'all got 10. Oh, 10, wow. 10, 10 businesses, huh? That's 10 babies. 10, oh, yeah. boy. How do wow. you maintain the time to do them all? Is it just... Just got to <laughs> do what you need to do. Some of them spread feed. out. Yeah. Time. Do some of them suffer some more them, than others? Well, they feed into each other. Mm-hmm. So like the, uh, and some of them like the trucking company, it's just a matter of having a good driver, which you connected us to. Um, <laughs> I hope so. he's working out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, okay. So having, uh, so that one kind of runs by itself. It's, it does its own thing. There's not much to do with it. Um, make sure he gets, you know, his check gets paid yeah, and we're uh-huh. good. Um, and then, like, the dumpster rental, it kind of works real hand-in-hand with the lawn company. Um, the paparazzi or module bling company is mm-hmm. fun. So, I mean, I enjoy doing that. I, since COVID-19, I haven't really been out to expos and showing off the jewelry. But mm-hmm. um, so they're fun. It's something that we're passionate about. Of course, the the business guides, the publishing now is my baby, and I love I love it because it's a platform for other black-owned businesses. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We need that here great, great, also. Great, great, great. Tim, yes, sir. man, you work so hard, man, physically, man. You out there doing it. How do you 
keep be consistent, man, to go out there and do cleanup and laptop and all of that and keep employees going. How are you able to get that, keep that energy, man? Is it a routine now? You just got it in your blood? Yeah, that's in my blood. It's just getting up, knowing what you need to do every day. It's it's, it's kind of repetitious. Mm-hmm. And so when, say, you wake up, you know you got a job to do, and an uh, employee don't show up, that means you got to still do the job, right? Yeah, I'm not going to let anybody stop us from doing Even if it's just you yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wow, boarding up houses, uh, cleaning up property. Uh, yes, sir. You know, and you guys have those city contracts, right? Yes. Still been rolling. How long have that been rolling for you? For a while? Seven years. Seven years with that? I remember when I worked for the city, and I used to see Last Top and Angela Chambers and your name, everybody, come come through there, and I said, oh, black on black, you know what I mean? <laughs> Keeping it bumping, you know? Yeah. And I was so proud that, you know, you guys were connected and had, were able to obtain some of those contracts, you know, and uh, now it's just like an expansion. You're getting into different areas, publishing, magazines, books, all kinds of stuff is going on. And I'm saying, wow. Somebody told me, they say, man, you need to get with Angela and have her do your book. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I say, I thought about that and I said, hmm, that's, a, that's something to consider. But Angela, tell us, P&J Publishing. Tell us a little bit about how did that get started? Okay. So P&J Publishing, our, our oldest two grandchildren, Paris and Jeremiah, both of them's fathers are deceased. And so um, how they've been healing and dealing with it was different. And so we decided we would document it through a book. So I hired a um, publisher, a black publisher, um, and she just kept missing the deadline. She she just didn't make it happen for me, and um, I had to figure it out myself. So once I was able to do that and get theirs published, I was like, Man, that was pretty easy, and it was kind of fun. So I decided to do it for myself. I published a couple more books for myself. I just had one uh, released last week. Um, who, who was that? That was who? my book. Your create, book. Create the mold and then duplicate. Ah. It's about franchising and licensing businesses mm-hmm. when they work. You might as well do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I uh, also published a, lo- a young girl's book, um, Aubrey Fields, and it's um, This Is My Black, uh, Proud. Uh, it's about the bullying she's experienced and her taking her uh-huh. power back. Um, and then I have some, uh, some more projects. Um, on the work, so the work. you so always be got doing some project. Bobby Eaton book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been I've told so many stories, you know, about some of our, our legendary artists like Ike and Tina. I got some Ike and Tina stories, <laughs> some, some Natalie Cole stories, some Gap Band stories, and I got all these stories with all these entertainers, and then some of my own personal stories. And people are always saying, "Man, you need to write a book, man. When you gonna do a book?" They've been telling me that for years, and I've just never done it. But I know that uh, I'm at the point right now. I'm wanting to do one. You know, I'm just break. I'm I'm 66 now, and you know oh. we got to do stuff while we're still alive and still moving and able to. And why so, you still remember? Why you still remember? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They say a publisher told me. He said, "Now look, when you if you get your tape recorder and you start mm-hmm. talking into that tape recorder, now you're gonna." You're going to forget some things, and then all you're going to go back and say, oh, yeah, right, 19, so let me go ahead and put this in here. Mm-hmm. I forgot this portion. 
said, just put it in there. Just go in there. We'll figure out all the rest. We'll figure out how to set out the roadmap. Is that what you do with your clients? Yes, he told you well. That is the best way. The days with sitting at a typewriter typing and tearing up the paper and starting over, those days are over. Get a microphone, get a your cell phone and the voice recorder and just start um, recording those stories. And then you, we come in and we just put it all together and take out what you don't want to, re, you know, say quite, you're not quite ready to tell that piece. We'll take that out and mm-hmm. do what we need to do to make it happen. But um, it doesn't take a long time. And uh, people who contact me who have trouble writing or they'll get started and they'll stop. And if you just get the voice recorder and push that's play. A, you know, that's what Charlie Wilson told me. He says, man, they had me walking around with a voice recorder every day. Mm-hmm. And I, they told me just to talk into it. And I was just telling my story you know, in this voice recorder, and I just handed it over, and next thing you know, I got a book, mm-hmm. you know, and that it was, I said, was it that easy, Charlie? He so said, how yeah. That work? How uh, that easy? Usually people get stuck with writing, because when they start writing, um, they try to do everything at one time, so they're trying to write it, they're trying to check their grammar to make sure mm-hmm. that it's written well, and then they try to look at how it's laid out on the page, it's going to be pretty, and that's too many steps to put together, and it did it, you just stop because you can't do it all. But if you just record it and then you go back, you edit it, and then you make sure it fits, you put it in the proper place. Um, in the, even in the story, it could be something you record that happened in 70 and, or, and then something 73, and you go back to 69, and then that's okay because when you go to edit it and put it all together, it works. You know how you mm-hmm. put your commercials in? It's the same thing. So I tell a lot of people who get stuck, um, use the voice recorder. Yeah, use that's the best. That's probably what I'll have to do. Yes. Because I ain't going to be doing a bunch of writing. <laughs> I already know me. Oh. I ain't going to be no pen and pencil man. I just write everything down. So, mm-hmm. But yeah. wow, you got some success going on with that. And it's good. And I, the billboard is up and things like that. You're advertising and stuff like that. And you're doing things in the community. I mean, just here recently, a few weeks back, we had the uh, back to school. Uh, bash mm-hmm. and you were contributed to that yes. as well as just doing other things and I want to personally thank you guys you know I was sitting outside one day and Angela and Tim came by here with a trailer mm-hmm. and they pulled up and they said can you use this equipment my eyes budged all out <laughs> got all big I said yeah so we since that we set up drum sets, uh-huh. you know, Trey and them been beating on stuff, and the kids been like, ah, 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 ah. but you know, you never know when you're sowing that seed into people, right. you know, and that's what you guys continue to do with our community and going around doing what you do, and I just want to thank you for everything you guys do, you know, because uh, you soldiers in the army, you frontline soldiers working and stuff, so. If we can convince some of our other people in our community to do like what you're doing. Get a nice partner. Oh, come yeah. on. Say it, Sherry. Partner. Partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? To to do what we need to I mean, we could go by leaps and bounds. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. The, the piece we're doing is little, and if everybody would just do a little piece. Oh, man. Participate. Together. Yeah. Really? I tell people all the time, I say, man, volunteer for something. Just get in there. Take a couple of hours at least a couple hours out of the week. 
to volunteer for something. And that's a very small amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say two hours out of the week, I mean, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I mean, you could take two hours of cutting Ms. Johnson's yard, you know, right. uh, a mentor, little JoJo Nim over there for two hours. I mean, it's, it don't take just that much. Right. But we have to get in the mindset of actually doing the W-O-R-K, the work. Yes. Do the work, and it's going to pay off. Right. And you don't ever know when your blessings going to come. You know what I mean? You be sitting up one day, and somebody bring you a bunch of band equipment. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so you just don't never know. You, yeah. you, you never know. So I want to commend you guys. Now, what's the latest issue of the magazine that you got out right now? September. You just bought some stuff in that in here. Right. I just bought the September guide then to you. So Okay. Um and then also, um, Tim is we have a new uh, we have a couple of new magazines coming out in October. Uh oh, what Tim got oh. going on? So Tim is the editor in chief for the Tulsa Urban Cannabis Guide. Oh so we're gonna be highlighting all puff, of Puff the- Gill. Well tell us about it. Yeah, your turn. Tell us about it, Tim. Well, um, my wife and I, we sat down and we was, I think we was driving back from Oklahoma City. Oh, that's going to be uh, hot. <laughs> hot off the press. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We was just, you know, discussing something. I was like, what do you think about doing a magazine, a cannabis magazine? She's like, man, that would be nice. And uh, What are you going to Are you going to include, like, some of the dispensaries and stuff? Yes, sir. And well, talk about is, cannabis and yeah. the edibles and all yeah. of this stuff. Anything to do with uh, medical marijuana? Yeah. All of this licensing and yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, all of that. Going to the different uh, dispensaries and giving them an opportunity to tell their story, what they did. Okay. How they did it to get it going and whatnot. And go to the doctors that are offering the medical cards and get them putting their stories okay. in. Okay. You know, well, I wish I had some medical oh, doctors nice. come in here. I'd like to talk to a couple of them. Dr. McGee, Jonathan McGee. Send them to me. Hook us up. Cindy's husband. Uh, okay. Next gen. Okay. Yeah. Hook us up. Yeah, I will. You know, okay. Get them in there so we can talk about this yeah. and educate ourselves mm-hmm. because education is needed. Yeah. You know, it must definitely is needed. Yeah. yeah. That's good. You got all the contacts. See there? Look at there. <laughs> Look at there. You guys already know yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know, so things are going on right there. Well, we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Dollar number 646. 646- Seven one six five five two five. All right.
Oh, yeah, Mary Jane here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And, Tim, you know, we were talking to you. We were talking to you in reference to uh, cannabis, you know, and uh, so you're going to have this magazine, right? Yes, sir. And this magazine will, once again, contain information about different dispensaries, what they have to sell um, about different strands. What you know, a lot of people are just trying to smoke weed to get high, but a lot of weed has different medical yeah purposes that they can help you with your side glaucoma, your, yeah. different things, yeah. and side effects yeah. and can help you out in different areas. You know, and and that's important because, like you said, a lot of people just smoke to get high. Yeah, you know. And so that's that's something that uh, we need to do. Well, hey Angela, you know what? This is this is this is great. And therefore, now you don't have to go to Staples. You ain't got to go to all these places. They can come to you and get 100 flyers for 35 dollars. Now through October 31st, 2020, eight and a half by 11, 28 pound paper. Explain to us about that right quick. So um, we, we just started printing, and so um, we're offering that special of 100 flyers. You come with your artwork and your file ready to print. We'll print off 100 of them for $35. So how can they get in touch with you to do that? So they need to contact us. There'll be a link today um, uh, at www.pandjpublishing.com. So pandjpublishing.com. We haven't had a black publishing firm here in Black Tulsa for years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been years. Nobody's been. I think the last person I known that had a was uh, one of the Smith brothers, or was it Keith Reed or someone like that? Mm-hmm. That's been years ago. Yeah. Larry Smith or somebody like that. You know, mm-hmm. Reverend Smith's son. And they was. We just don't have it. Yeah. And I think uh, we have. Uh, uh, up there at uh, she does printing. The shops on Peoria. Shops on Peoria. Yes. You know. Okay. So listen, we're not we trying do. to take anybody's no, business. No business. But I, what it's I open found enterprise, is hey. like people have been going out away from North Tulsa to spend money, money on printing, yeah. and we can. I, I have to here. do it. You know, yeah. I got to go out and when Juice wants some flyers, uh, mm-hmm. I need some flyers or something. I got to go outside of. Uh, my community to get printing done, you know, but not no more. But no. We were doing the um, Juneteenth souvenir booklet. There was only one person, and everyone used that same person to do the printing. Like you say, mm-hmm. money leaving our community right. going to someone else outside of us. So yeah. this is a this is a blessing. Sure, it is. It's a blessing. You just don't know, yeah. and how it's going to impact the community and people, and how it's going to grow. And people are going to be saying, ooh, let's go there to Angela and Tim and see what's happening because they got it going on. But it's the investment, yes. you know. You invest in things to have a return, yes. and you look at it as an investment. So, yeah. And so yeah. how do we return? Um, one of the things with all of my editors, they all had to agree to doing something in North Tulsa um, to give back. They have to do something, whether they donate money to a nonprofit organization in North Tulsa, 
partner up with the uh, organization and do something for the community, for kids, for the elderly. They have to do something to give back. We're not just advertising, making money, and not yeah. giving anything back. Not giving okay. that's so that's part thing. of what they have to do. You got to give back. You yeah. know, I, I'm into senior citizens and children. Yes. You know, I'm really into those young, young, I shouldn't say, I say youth. Mm-hmm. I'm into them because they are our future. Yeah. And the more we invest in them and educate them and show them how to do things, the better off it's going to be for everybody. Yeah. You know, and our seniors, well, I'm a senior. We have, so, <laughs> people have so much wisdom yeah. and knowledge. And you got to get it because as African Americans, I realize that. We don't give, we don't push enough culture and our information down yeah. to our children. They have to almost find out for themselves. Oh, oh, Black Wall Street, what was that? You know what I mean? They got, they, well, I saw that on TV or something. We got to start teaching and training our children and young people up so they have it. Other races do it all the time. All the right. Time. They, I mean, you know, you're going to know, but they're going to know about their history mm-hmm. and their culture. Right. You know, what's going on. And you guys seem to be doing that. You know, I'm seeing it. I'm feeling yes, it. Yes, we're watching. You know, we're watching. Yeah. You know, Angela, you over here working with us. You know, yeah. you working with them over there. Tim, you over here. We just we we're interchanging. We're sending mm-hmm. people back and forth, and you know, it's just a network. Yes. And we have to have that. You know, the Black Wall Street way of life. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, it's a it's a mindset more than anything. It's a mindset. It's a mindset for sure. And as long as we continue on, because. You know, frontline soldiers are the minority. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very few that's going to get out in those front lines and really fight the war. Yeah. You know, whether kind of like in the church, only 10% of the church, you know what I mean, yeah. take care of the church, you mm-hmm. know, and the rest of everybody just coming just for to come. But we just need to get in a mindset of giving, helping, encouraging, and and moving like that. And with this new uh, endeavor you got right here, once again, I'm going to say it again, 100 flyers for $35. That's unheard of. That's really unheard of. Quality paper. Huh? Quality paper. Quality paper. Yes, that that makes a difference. It's now through October 31st. Now, you black-owned businesses who are out here looking, uh, or if you know some, they need to get Yeah, event or something. You need to get on top of this with Angela Chambers and Tim them over here. To make this thing happen, you know, yeah. because you're going to miss out. You're going to end up, oh. In color, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I ended up having to go to Staples, and they charged me $50, you know, for the same thing. So, yeah. hey, take advantage of all this artwork. Cause I'm going to take advantage of it. I know that for sure. You know, we, we got to have it. So, you yeah. got the, you, you're printing this now yourself, right? Yes. That's her. Our whole magazine. This is right. the first month. Um, we had a little delays, but we got it. We we came too far to give up, so yeah, they got right. it. And um, oh, they put yeah. my big, they put my right. big head on there. You know, one of the <laughs> magazines. I'm like, whoa, look at that. So big head, Bobby. I'm also printing. Um, I have a couple of people who are also going to be printing their magazines with P and J Publishing. So they're doing um, an individual they're not, magazine. Yeah, yeah okay. they're not uh, my magazine. But, but they're doing their own I'm magazine. Doing, uh-huh, and I'm printing wow. The magazine, so if you have a magazine to print. Give me a call. You're going to hurt, hurt somebody feelings. Well, you're getting, ready, ready, you're getting ready to kill. You're getting ready to kill. Y'all getting ready to knock it down. Trust me, because yeah. I know where they Tim, what you done did to the other woman? <laughs> she got a lot of drive, man. She a lot of drive, huh? We want to retire early. I, I got Good. you. You will. I got you. By the time will. you get 
how old you think that's going to be? <laughs> I should have did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. All these projects, all this stuff going on, billboards popping up, association connections with people, doing what's necessary in the community. Yeah, it's a great thing. It's, it's a, they say, what is it? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the key thing that you mentioned, you aren't doing just one thing. You guys are doing ten things, and that's a part. That's a part that a lot of us really don't get. You can't just focus on one thing in this environment that we're in. You have to be involved. Ha- you have to be really diverse, almost right. just like a. You know, portfolio. Mm-hmm. You have to be diverse in what you do in order to do what you're doing. So yeah. I, I applaud you. Thank you. Awesome. No, that's why I say over here at KBOB 89.9 we're more than just a radio station. Mm-hmm. People just coming in just to talk, to talk. I mean, we get in, we get, get involved with school drives and all kinds of you know mm-hmm. giveaways and community service work, mentoring programs for kids. We can direct people where they need to go over here mm-hmm. come over here you need if your your sons or children need some mentorship programs to go to we got them all over here right. I mean we can send them right there okay. if you're homeless and are you on drugs or something we can send you where you need to go we can call the people contact the people that you need to help you become a better you mm-hmm. and uh, that's what it's all about I get, I get emotional sometimes when it comes, when I see people helping people, you know, and mm-hmm. even when people helping me, yeah. you know, I can get a little sensitive right there because that tells me that the train is moving mm-hmm. and it's working. Yeah. You know, it is working, you know, so it's kind of like train going down the tracks. You know, it got, it got boxcars in the middle of it and the caboose is on the end. Mm-hmm. You got to take out some of the boxcars. So the caboose can get closer to the engine. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do in our communities and with our people is uplift them and give them that direction and what they need in a positive way, mm-hmm. you know, positive way. Because we're being tested, you guys, nowadays. We got a lot way. going on. Yes, sir. And you're doing a good job. Oh, oh well, thank you. We appreciate this platform in our community. Thank you. You know, it's all that I could do within my to put it together to help and give this information, this much needed information yeah. out in our communities and places. You know, with the way things are going on in the world. We got COVID happening, right? Yeah. We got fires out in California on the East Coast or West Coast. You got racism and Black Lives Matter. You got a fool in the office, you know <laughs> what I mean? Stupid fool and I mean you got so much climate control and it's so much going on in the world today. But, you know, why come we can't make it a better world and enjoy ourselves in doing it? Because, see, sometimes we need to take a break now, y'all. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. you know, we can't just be just in there all the time. You guys need to take a break. We take them. Yeah, right. Y'all take them? We take them. Yeah, take them. I, I take them more than he does. Oh, he, you do? He, yeah, he, he needs to start going down. Yeah. I take them. Tim, you don't take no breaks, man? Uh, I took three days last week. Okay, three days off. What did you do? There you go. Just don't do nothing at all, huh? That's the best way to do it. I look at it like that, too. Now, they keep telling me, they say, Bobby, get out of that radio station, man. Get out of that meeting. Get out of all this stuff. And I'll be saying, take you a few days off. And I'll say, well, yeah, I need to take a few days off. And then yeah. your mind is running a million miles an hour. A million miles an hour. Yeah, man. I think about all the things thinking you about, want to do, need to do. Yeah, you think about everything that you, you're not normally doing. 
You know, so I know if I left here, I'd be like Ramal and be saying, man, go on and go. Me and Trey and Ramal and Dean, we can handle all of this. Uh-huh. Just go. And I'd be saying, all right. <laughs> I'll think, let me think about it. Okay. Knowing that they could do it, yeah. you know, it's just doing it, you know. Right. Just doing it. So getting it and getting it done. But they say, get her done. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But um, you're here, and uh, I want to thank you guys for coming and sitting in and sharing all this pertinent information okay. and things like that. You are one of the frontline soldiers. You know, I put you as a frontline soldier, and there are some in the community who help the community and do for the community. When I and saw her riding at zero turn um, lawnmower, I was like, I was she so ain't like, scared. My girl. She ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, you know, Angela gonna get. She gonna get in it. You know. She, she was working it. I was just, I was just like, like oh my god, I'm, oh my god. She was god. on a zero turn, whipping she it. She was huh? on a zero turn. I'm still trying to figure out how to. How, I struggle with the zero turn. I okay. was just like, man. Okay. You've been on one before? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. But it's it's always been a traumatic experience. Oh, no. like uh, traumatic. <laughs> I had um, one guy worked for me. He was a white guy. And he had uh, been certified to operate the Bobcat. And we have one of those, the skid steer. Bobcat, the yeah. Skid steer. And uh, he got mad one day. He said, well, I just won't run it. I'm like, well, well, get down. <laughs> and so... To, to me, you, as a business owner, you have to be able to run everything. everything. You have to be right. able to do it because if you don't, you'll be in that position. To where and you then won't what do know you how, do? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? The job shuts down because they're mad? I don't think so. So every piece of equipment that we own, I know how to mm-hmm. operate it. I shouldn't have to because if uh-huh. I hire people to do you, it, I shouldn't have to. You can drive that dumb truck. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> that big one, no. Nah. Yeah, the the other one's here. She has to learn how. I know you know how to drive. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No, I don't want any parts of that. You don't want no parts of that? No. That's too stepping out yeah. there too much. Huh? But that <laughs> yeah, zero, the truck is different, but that yeah. zero turn and other stuff you can handle that, huh? Mm-hmm. Weedy, zero turn, all yeah. that, huh? Yeah, 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 you, got that. yeah you got yeah. that down, huh? Yeah. Well, most ladies don't want to go out there and do that, but my wife, she get out there. Yeah, she has no fear. She's going to jump out there in it, huh? Yeah. A couple of hours later, she'll take a shower, go put her makeup on it. <laughs> that's what you do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's just what you do. Yeah. Oh, man, y'all just Thank make me just see hope. <laughs> One of these days. We were talking about relationships earlier, and that was our conversation earlier in the show today. Because it's open mic, you know, and um, uh, we were talking about the breakdown in families, you know, and the family structure and how... We're not loving each other like we used to. What do you guys think is causing a lot of that? Stress. You say stress? Stress. Just, you know, Everybody's people, stressed out? People stressed out. People don't have enough money to take care of everything they need to take care of. And they just don't deal with it right. They just take it out on one another. Is that what it is? I think. I mean, that's it has a lot to do with finances? Yeah. And I would say coping skills. Um, a lot of key, a lot, a lot of people. You just don't. We don't have good coping skills. Um, coping I know skills. The coping skills. How to Such deal with certain things. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lo- a high suicide rate for kids now. I mean, it is. A you challenge. know, it's crazy high. You know, and so kids don't know how to deal with things. They have younger parents who are parenting from a place 
that they only know so much themselves mm-hmm. and have dealt with. So there's a loss of coping skills. And, and then you take that into your adulthood and in the marriage right. relationships or right. whatever. And nobody knows how to cope. They get mad and then it, you're gone. Yeah, and it's all over with, huh? Yep. <laughs> One challenge. Uh-huh. <laughs> she turned around and looked at you, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Coping skills. Coping skills. That's important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learning how to cope with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that something that uh, you think we need to be taught? I, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been uh, kind of, I offended some people on some panels with, they were talking about mental health, and I, although I do recognize and say that there is a mental health issue, and and probably coping skills is a part of their mental abilities or lack of, um, but coping people, you know, kids learning how to deal with things, um, people saying no to them, or um, exactly. handling that stuff. Exactly. And I don't know that it should just be pushed under mental health. That's something you can learn. Self-control. Right. Yeah. Discipline. If your teacher tells you no, that does not give you the right to flip every chair in the classroom. And turn it upside down. And, and people literally say, well, okay, you just move the kids out the way and you let them do that. I'm like, wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. But that's what's happening. So I'm, I'm with some people gonna be at the house with their babies, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, let them flip out there. So it's it's this is going to change a lot. This COVID nineteen in education right now, mm-hmm. it's going to change. You may not see that anymore, but again, not being able to cope with someone telling you no mm-hmm. and rejection, at eight no. or yeah. nine years old, right. and you just have to like who who lets their child do that, right? So that comes with letting them fall out, and we'll, they'll get over right. it. Let them go through that and mm-hmm. talk to them. And well, why did you feel that way? And how did you feel? And well, how do you feel now? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm like, wow. It's it's one of those. It's crazy, huh? Right, yeah. right, absolutely. We just got to get with our children and teach them basics and strong moral standards and integrity and things like that, you know, and, and explain it to them, what integrity means, uh, what honesty means, you know, being truthful, what it means. We don't tell them. We got our kids, but we don't explain to them what that kind of stuff means and how to uphold it. My grandmother always used to say, have some pride in what you do. She's always say that. Have some pride in what you do and what you're about. Stand mm-hmm. for something. Stand for something. And I didn't really understand what she was really trying to say. Then, then I said, pride. What is pride? Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to really realize what pride was all about. You know, stand for something. You right. know, be about something. Right. You know, Grandpa used to always tell me, well, look here now. Don't go nowhere. Unless you got twenty dollars in your pocket, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you find that your twenty dollars is getting low, put twenty more off in there. You know, mm-hmm. go find twenty more. And I used to always say, "Wow!" And I started trying to do that, mm-hmm. so I would never be broke. Right? You know, I always right. have a twenty dollars or something like that. Yeah. Grandma used to always say, "Baby, when you get home, you go drink you some milk." <laughs> <laughs> you know. Thank you some milk, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, those old things that they would put in you and yeah. tell you to do. And now I find myself doing stuff like that because it becomes a part of you right. because it was put in you. You know, 
One thing my grandmother would do when she go in the kitchen, first thing she would do is make soapy water. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And then uh-huh. as she cooked, she cleaned. Right. Uh-huh. Cooked and cleaned. Right. Uh-huh. And so, and then when you got through eating your meal, you just go wash out your plate and rinse it out, you know, uh-huh. in the kitchen and be clean. Those standards and integrity and stuff like that is so important in today's time that some of us haven't implemented and pushed it down mm-hmm. to our children, you know, because... You have some people that don't want their kids to do that kind of thing. Right. I know and, a, and don't let... Oh, that's okay. Ooh, I'll do it back. I know a lady that's there. got a, uh, two sons. Mm-hmm. One is 22 and one is 20. And she's still paying to have the grass cut. And they're at home? Yeah. And they're at home oh, with yeah. her. And... They don't empty the trash or wash dishes because she wants to do it all. They just stay play playstations and they, you know, one got a job and he just keep his money and don't help out on no bills. And they twenty and uh, what I say twenty and twenty two years old. Come on now. You know I see those posts from time to time uh, where, and it has to be some young black kids who started it. Uh, who made the post about um, black parents should let their kids stay at home um, as long as they need to without paying rent, without paying rent, without asking for rent and without asking. But when, I mean, it's, I don't know about anybody else, but it's frustrating for you to be out working and you, you have grown kids or kids work, and working and spend their money how they want to on Buying shoes on sneakers and clothes, and stuff right. and clothes. wasting it, you know, going mm-hmm. here and there. And Eating then they not, they can't live nowhere for free. No. And it, it would be different if they were saving it up. I can right. see somebody right. Making that argument, but just letting them stay at home, not putting them out. I don't know. Most black kids, I know they when they. I'm about to be 18. Did you say that speech? I know I used it. I'm Mm -hmm. about to be 18. Why I gotta do this? Why I gotta do that? Well, Um, it's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, you about to 18 with this gas bill and (laughs) electric bill is due. So (laughs) hey, you gonna pay one of these? Mm -hmm. You know. So we don't hold them accountable for a lot of stuff these days. Now, it used to be your mom and daddy back in those days. You couldn't, man, I couldn't wait to get ready to get out the house. Yeah. I was ready to go, you know. Yeah. You remember at 16, you wanted to have your driver's license? Yeah. All these yeah. kids don't get it until like 20 years man, old. Man, they now. 20 years, 21, they're 25. They still don't, don't, know have how no, to drive. don't know how to drive, don't have no driver's license. You know, and all that. Scared to drive. I'll be talking to them, scared to drive. Right. Well, one of the things that I know that happened in Tulsa um, back in like 2000 and maybe three or four is that children couldn't go and get their driver's license if they couldn't pass That's that hate read reading test. Yeah, yeah, right. That was tragic. It was tragic because it opened our eyes seeing how many kids couldn't pass an eighth grade reading test. And we're talking about kids who were in high school, yep. had been in high school a couple of years. Seniors graduating and they still couldn't pass that eighth grade reading test. So, so they had to they, wait until they're they like 18 21, yeah, eighteen yeah. or twenty-one or something like that to go get their license. That's horrible. It is horrible. We have it's a lot of fight. Got a lot of work to do. We do. We have a, a lot. whole lot of work because mm-hmm. you know we're our young people are so influenced by technology mm-hmm. these days that the human aspects of communicating is. Almost gone. Almost gone. gone. You know, we'll they can somebody sit, in the next. Room. They will sit next right. to each other and text each other. Yeah. They're right next to each other. Yeah, Why they even having? 
without even having a conversation. And, and laughing. Uh, and laughing. Uh, yeah. and laughing and mm-hmm. talking about you or whatever they're doing right yeah. there. Yeah. I see that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, chat rooms, all kinds of stuff. They will talk in a chat room and won't in public won't say nothing about it at all. Right? Mm-hmm. But you know you can hide in a chat room uh, in a text. Right. You can you can really just express yourself the way you want to, mm-hmm. rather than face to face. You learn who can write and who can't on Facebook, can't you? Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can. They don't know that. They don't realize that part. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. all of that. You know, yeah. I mean, you can realize. Wait, that, wait, know. wait. You said Facebook, okay? Mm-hmm. Facebook, but um, they use Tumblr. Oh, well, they, they use Snapchat. They use the well, they Tumblr, and because my son was like, oh, I'm not on Facebook. Like that's not true. Now, they, somebody <laughs> told me they say, well, Facebook's for old people. Exactly. You know what I mean? So they do Snapchat and Tumblr. Wow. That's the that's the thing that they do. Okay. Because see, Snapchat it erases after 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whatever you post on that, it's gonna erase. So they do. So a, they think. They think. Right. That's what they right. think. Yeah, you're right. They mm-hmm. think that. Mm-hmm. So they post a lot of negativity and mm-hmm. uh, uh, exotic pictures of themselves mm-hmm. and all that, thinking it's gonna be. But once you post it on on the internet, it's there for life. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. You <laughs> never know who took a screenshot of it while exactly. it was up. Right, screenshot. And sharing it all and over. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. look at Cindy's butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you never know, you know? So yeah. you got to just be careful what you post, what you what you do, and who you hang around with in your circle. You got to tell them that. Yeah. You have to be That's told. why when somebody sends me, send me a friend's request, I don't just accept every friend's request. You know, I got to... You know I'm in radio, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll your profile <laughs> and your pictures and see what you're all about before I say yes. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna investigate. And yeah. if you post something negative, boop, I'm blocking you. Mm. I'm blocking you. You're not gonna even be able to see my posts or deal with me at all. That's why I don't ever get any negative posts. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I don't get any bunch of I don't get a bunch of negative posts at all on my. News feed. I'm like, okay, it's mm-hmm. something. I may get something concerning culture, black culture, uh, politics, uh, okay. uh, radio, or something. You know, something not some cool. Mm-hmm. Somebody might complain about something, but that's about the size of it. Okay. I ain't into that negativity. Right there, I got enough to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough to yeah. deal with. Well, hey, we're gonna take another little break, and. Uh, We've been talking about relationships and stuff like that. And, uh, hey, we got love on our mind. <laughs> That's my old boss, Natalie Cole. All right. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Toll with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. 
every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Can't fool myself, I don't want nobody else to ever love me. You are my shining Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs sit down exclusively with the Juice. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Toll with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. <laughs> 
918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Right about now. Let's go. Find them on Facebook, the Two Dog Sports Talk. A place sports talk is talked about from a fan's point of view. North Tulsa's very own sports talk on 89.9 FM and Facebook Live with Drone and Yo.
Midas Touch here on KBOB 89.9, the Bobby Eaton Show, every Monday, Wednesday, 6 p.m., Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m., you know, and uh, let's see, coming up this Saturday, we have Miss uh, Abby Broyles, she is running against Jim Inhofe, and we need to get him out, we need to get him on out of there, you know, he's been there 40-something years, and she's going to be, you know, telling us about her platform that's on the 19th from 12 to 2 p.m. Abby Broyles, you know, so she's going to be here running against that gym in off. Meanwhile, uh, we got a few shows going on over here. Uh, tomorrow night is the Two Dog Sports Talk, 6 p.m. They come in here or they be cutting up. Drone and yo They be cutting up over there talking about them sports Every Tuesday 6pm Also on Wednesdays Hey One of my favorites is World One Development With Charles Harper and Damali Wilson They come in here 1 o'clock Every Wednesday So if you're able to check them out Check them out They got news you can use And uh, my show is later on that evening 6pm And on Thursdays we got another great show that's going to take place. Um, Two o'clock. It's Real Life, Real Talk with Prima Donna Braddock and Jennifer Brown. It's a woman's empowerment show, and they empower women. And, boy, they be in here getting it. You know, two o'clock every Thursday. So tune in to them as well. Uh, Thursday night, it's a Juice Radio show. Young people coming in here. they may be in high school, they may be in college, or something like that. But they do radio their way every Thursday, 6 p.m. Uh, okay, on Fridays, Health of a Nation, Robert Caddy, uh, Tracy Texan, they come in here. It's, uh, they talk about exercise and health and things like that. So we got a few more shows coming. I think Ramal Brown, the hometown heat, he's going to have a show coming too. So. You know, he's going to have a show. And we got a relationship show coming here uh, on Fridays. I'm not going to tell you about it right now, but we got some black professional relationship people who help people in their relationships. So relationship talk will take place on Fridays. So so you're on KBOB 89.9. It's the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Me and Sherry Lasky is in the house. 
every Monday night, 6 p.m. I see. I want to give a shout out to a few people. Uh, Dean Finley. Hey, man. You know, how you doing out there? That's my brother out there doing some things. Clarence Elliott. Larry Hill. Sanseray. Sanseray. People ask me all the time. They say, man, where's Sanseray at? Well, she's been real busy, and she's been kind of out of pocket here lately. I mean, uh, her she's been taking care of her dad down in Salisop. Uh, her daughter just had a baby, you know. She's <laughs> so she's working a job, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So she's just busy, busy, busy. You know, Sansa Ray's been with me since, since I started this thing right here. So we want to give a shout-out to her. Uh, and some of our elected officials who are out there in the trenches working hard, the Vanessa Hall Harpers, uh, Regina Goodwin, uh, Kevin Matthews, Janetti Marshalls, those people who we've elected, and we'll give a shout-out to them. You know, and some of the soldiers like a Miss Joyce Williams and a Chief and Christy and, you know, all those kind of people out there, you know, Alvin Muhammad and the list goes on and on. Cleo Harris. Chris Brown. Chris, yeah, Chris Brown. Who else? Who am I missing? I want to, you know, shout out to... Sherry, you got some people? Come on no, now. No, I really don't have anyone to shout out. Well, I'm just shouting out to everybody. Just Tiffany Crutcher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson, you know, the crew. The crew, everybody, you know, just giving them... A, yeah. You got to sometimes give your, your frontline soldiers a shout out. Well, yeah, especially the ones taking a hit. <laughs> yeah, because they're the ones taking the hit straight up. Boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah. so we uh, want to tell it, tell them that we really uh, love. Huh? Yeah, they got love. the gloves. Miss Love. Oh, Miss Love. Oh, yeah, yeah Miss Love, and her and uh, Miss Miss Joyce. Joyce. They they like yeah, they like. They like they, yeah, they are. They run around stuff like that. Daryl Bright. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, some others. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying. I can't. I can't think right now. We're gonna draw in a little. A little blank, but we got some more frontline soldiers. If I miss your name, hey, don't charge it to my head. You know what I mean? Don't charge it to my heart. Charge it to my head. You know. So you can reach us, Eaton Media Services, E A T O N Music Two at Gmail dot com. Again, that's E A T O N M U S I C number two at Gmail dot com. If you got any comments or something, and hey, we want to drive you guys to the website. Now, listen up right quick. KBOB899.com. KBOB899.com. You can see us. You can hear us. You can read about us, you know, and how we got started and what we're all about just by going to the uh, website. Google the website, you know, and we're right there. Leave a comment. You can leave a comment if you got something you want to do right on the website. Uh, you can donate as well. You know, we got donation buttons and all that kind of stuff on our website. Visit it. Please go there. KBOB899.com. You know, so that's what we want you to do. Ah, Miss Sherry. We've been getting at it, ain't we? Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah, and that's what I say. I say, yeah, we've been getting at it, giving out some good information. Yeah. So, it's skin tight, though. <laughs> you know? So, you've been, oh, anything oh, in the, any plans? What? What's that? I was driving back, and, and it's just like. What happened? The first, the first few. 
You already know. This song. I listened to this song earlier. Which today. one? Skin Tight, Ohio Player. Oh, really? The first verse. Oh. <laughs> that was on the radio or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. That other, that, folks that, and ditches. that other station. Yeah. No, uh-uh. it was on Sirius. Oh, Sirius FM. FM. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You get all of them right there. Yeah. yeah. Love. One, one of these days. I ran into him in, a, in an elevator. Sugarfoot? Yeah. In, oh, yeah. In New Orleans for, um, it was Essence Fest Music Festival. Well, how your players were on there? Yeah, he was on the, yeah, and he was on the elevator with us. And I was like, Sugarfoot? <laughs> it was Sugarfoot in the flesh. He yeah. had his wig on. Yeah, right, right, right. He was a little older then, of course. Yeah, he's old. He's, he was, he's going on now. Yeah. You know, he's passed on. But, okay, yeah. So, yeah. Cause he, he, looked, he was really like, elderly, huh? Like he'd been, you know, he had a drinking hand, getting ready to I'm like, okay, I'm Did going. He? I'm done for tonight. You know, so. Yeah, Sugarfoot, he influenced a whole lot of people. A lot yeah. of musicians, a lot of entertainers. Yeah, you know he's one of the, those kind of guys. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah he influenced a lot. With, Ohio players did three period. Oh God, they. I mean, they. It, okay, when you're listening to music and you hear instruments and mm-hmm. people are actually playing, playing and singing right. and no auto tune, right, right, just music. Well, you know, just recently we just lost Ronald Bell of Cool in the Gang. No. Ronald Bell was a key figure in Cool in the Gang, oh, writing wow. all those hits, Hollywood oh. swinging and oh, all of that, all of those wow. funky stuff. And yes. he wrote all of those hits and all those songs. You know, him and his brother Cool Bell, mm-hmm. Robert Cool Bell, uh-huh. a Cool in the Gang. Wow. And so we just lost him a couple of days ago. Oh, my yeah, yeah. Oh, my so we want to make sure you take care of yourself, you know, take care of your health. You know, we're always talking, and we're always saying, hey, do the right thing. Well, we all got to do the right, right thing. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's yeah, it is, it is a challenge. You doing it, and your body can only take so much. That's so true. It can only take so much. Well, it looks like we just got a few more minutes left, and we've been on here. So keep in mind, you know, every month. You know, every Monday night, we want you to do it, okay? She said 90 seconds, you know, so we want you to do that. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, until the next time, we want you to just take care. Love somebody. Y'all, we got to get back to the, we got to get back to loving one another, you know. All right. Until the next time, have a good one. But when you make a phone like that,
Al, you have our door.
used to send you down to the store with them food stamps, New York. She tell you, she say, now nah, go down and get you 10 or 15 cents.